Is crotch discomfort hurting your game? Fear no more. The kings of crotch comfort Manscaped have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. Sleek, soft, comfortable, and flexible. The brand new boxers 2.0 from Manscaped take your balls to the royal ball throne. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the lawnmower 4.0 for the trimming, so you can wear the boxers 2.0 for the chilling. They have trademarked the jewel pouch so you can so you know it's serious, and I think it's time you invest in your family jewels. So let your ballage breathe and get 20% off and free shipping using code DOINK at manscaped.com. Let's say you're on a date and your partner catches that manscaped on the waistband of your underwear. It's almost guaranteed to raise some eyebrows and act like a billboard on the highway to Pleasure Town. This is thanks to their lawnmower 4.0, the best electric trimmer for the below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also 4,000K LED spotlight, so you have a more precise shape. Again, get 20% off and free shipping. You can go doink at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping using code doink at manscaped. And our last our last uh, sponsor for today's episode is BetterHelp. We want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. Not everyone is someone they can lean on and talk to, and that's where BetterHelp comes in. With BetterHelp, you have access to over 20,000 professional licensed therapists. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own professional licensed therapist. If you've ever searched for a counselor in your area, you know it can take weeks or even months just to get a phone call back. With BetterHelp, you can start communicating as little as 48 hours. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches to make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. Get 10% off um, at BetterHelp for your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Podcast. Again, you get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Podcast. And we want to thank BetterHelp for, for sponsoring today's episode. You deserve to prioritize your mental health this year. And welcome back to another episode of the Double Dine Podcast. My name is Brendan Deke. Thank you so much for tuning in today, guys. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. It would be greatly appreciated. You can also uh, rate the podcast and review the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. It would also be greatly appreciated. Like I said on last day's episode, or last episode, I was on vacation. I'm freshly back, ready for NFL training camp, and I'm really excited for today's guest as I am joined by NFL Insider. He's also the host of the Pull-Up Pod with C.J. McCollum. You can also find him on the Game Day NFL. You can find him a bunch of places. You know his name. Jordan Schultz is with me. Jordan, how are we doing? Brandon, it's great to be on. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. Greatly appreciate it. So I only got you for 20, 25 minutes, so we're going to just jump right into things. I know you, you kind of are a jack-of-all-trades. We're going to focus on football here as NFL good, training good. practices opened up today. I know you saw some practice videos going on your timelines like I did. Smiles across faces all over North America, but let's just jump into the kind of the big news that kind of happened yesterday. What do you make of Julio Jones signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah, I, I love this move. And I, I had heard some rumblings that Tampa was interested. I, I wasn't really sure they would pull the trigger, but if you think about how he'll fit in, he'll fit in perfectly. Is he still that true X, Y, Z, whatever you need him to be guy that he was seven years ago when he was best in the league? He's not that guy anymore, but he's still a very good player when he's healthy and he won't be asked to do what he was asked in Tennessee before he got hurt. You know, they, they bring in Russell Gage. They obviously have Mike Evans. Godwin's coming back from injury. Uh, Scotty Miller's there, Jalen Darden, they, they, Tyler Johnson. They have a loaded wide receiver room. Plus they draft Kate Odden out of Washington, who they love Cameron Bray. They signed Kyle Rudolph. I mean, how many weapons does a 45 year old soon to be 45 year old Tom Brady need? So to me, it's the perfect fit, especially when you get into those, later weeks, you know, let's say week 10 on the second half of the season where you need guys to come up with big plays. You 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 want to find someone like Julio Jones. It's a massive coup for this offense. 
I actually think it was maybe a little bit of testament to the guys that they drafted um, kind of high. I think Jalen Darden was a fourth or fifth round pick. Tyler Johnson was a third, which is a yeah. high investment. So I, I think maybe towards the end of last year, Tom Brady's weapons were kind of falling out where he had the Chris Godwin injury and Tony Brown kind of whatever that was he did in New York. And I think Tyler Johnson just didn't give them what they needed. So I think maybe Tom Brady might have said something to upper management. Hey, look. Tom, we, Tom we have... finger on the pulse. You know, yeah. I, let's just say this. Was it absolutely shocking? No, that Bruce Arians is gone. I let, we'll leave it at that. I think, yeah. I think that was uh, pretty clear. So, yes, Tom Brady, Julio Jones. I know he – if you go back to the Super Bowl against Atlanta, I remember him talking about – how much respect he had for Julio. Remember, he had that incredible catch that you thought would have sealed the deal for Atlanta. We don't need mm-hmm. to talk about 28-3, but bottom line is it's a great pickup. Do you think the Bucks are the best roster in the NFC? I think Green Bay and Tampa are the two okay. best. Because I'm Green loaded up on their defense in a big way. And yeah. I know that Devontae Adams is no longer there, but they bring in Romeo Dobbs out of Nevada. Uh, he's going to be really good, really good. And then they got Christian Watson. So, they, they address wide receiver. I love the running backs with Jones and Dylan. Uh, they got pass rushers. Obviously, they bring back Rashawn Gary. So, and, and you know, they two time rating MVP. I, I know he's he's not quite 45, he's 37. You know, he's still playing at an elite level, clearly. So, I look at those two rosters in the NFC and, and feel like there's a separator after them. This is a Romeo Dubs fan podcast. So, I'm glad you brought up his name. He's absolutely. Absolutely love watching his tape from Nevada. Nevada, I think, had the most fun. I think I've said this maybe yeah. 10 times on this podcast, but I'll say it again. Watching Nevada's offense to the draft process with Carson Strong and Romeo Dubs, it was probably one of my favorite offenses to watch. Um, yeah. And I'm glad you brought up Aaron Rodgers because I do feel like he might be getting a little bit underrated heading into the season. Right. Mike, Mike Sando of the Athletic just dropped his, his quarterback rankings piece. It was like one of my favorite pieces. And, and it sounds like, what I'm saying is correct because all the executives, the coaches and stuff, they had Aaron Rodgers as the top quarterback on Mike Sandals' list. Do you agree with uh, with that? Yeah, I don't know how. I mean, I, I have a one or two, I guess. I mean, I guess top three. I, I, to me, it's interchangeable with him, Allen, and Mahomes. And now Brady and Burrow and, and Herbert are in that next you know, mini, mini core, I guess, if you will, that tier two. I don't even want to say tier two. We'll say tier 1B. Um, but I think he is pretty underrated. It's laughable to me, baffling that Aaron Rodgers, you know, arguably the greatest, second greatest quarterback of all time. Some people would say he's the most talented, uh, two-time reigning MVP. I know that Devontae Adams isn't there, and make no mistake, that matters. The guy's unbelievable, but I, I haven't even mentioned Tanya, too, a guy they like. I mean, they, they have a lot of weapons, and uh, back to Dobbs for a second. Dubs, Dobbs, I've heard both. Um, mm-hmm. I was talking to Kurt Banger, who was released by Green Bay, but he has been there for a few years, backup quarterback. And uh, he told me that he was blown away by Romeo in terms of his route running, his hands, bigger than he thought, faster. So uh, I guess if this is a fantasy podcast, I would say, if you're looking at rookie wide receivers that can win you a league, Romeo yeah. I actually had this conversation with a buddy today who's a Green Bay Packers fan. I said I would look out for Dubs being – the bigger fantasy option, the better receiving option than Christian Watson, where they took in the second round. Because Watson's more raw. He Again, he came from North Dakota State. So I do think maybe Dubs is actually just the better option there for, for the Green Bay Packers with kind of a, a thin wide receiver room. I got to ask you this because you did break the Rob Gronkowski retirement news. Um, so is he fully retired, Jordan? I know you've probably been asked this 10,000 times, but. Yeah, no, Brandon, I, I think he's done. We When he called – you know, a little backstory to that is I've known Rob for, for a while now. And I had asked him because we, we've become really friendly. And I said, hey, you know, no pressure. But 
when it, when the time comes to make a decision, and I really believe he was coming back, um, is it possible to give me to let me know? And he said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll make it happen." And you know, I kind of left it at that. And so when he called, he called me about 20, 25 minutes before the actual news came out that I reported, and he said, "It's I'm done. I'm I'm gonna call, I'm gonna hang him up." Uh, you know, you, you can go ahead and put it out there. And I was, so I was really excited. And then I said, wait a second, you're done. Are you sure? Yeah. And I feel, you know, I feel great right now. You know, he's 33 years old. He's, you know, arguably the greatest tight end ever four time Super Bowl winner, all decade, all anniversary team, first bout hall of famer. But I think with Rob, it's like he had endured a lot of injuries. You go back to college, he broke his back. He had a, basically a plate put in his back that he's endured the last decade. Uh, he's obviously had multiple injuries. He retired and unretired. I just think he's super settled right now on investing. Uh, he'll still be around the league and oh, you know, yeah. think about that. But in terms of playing, I really don't foresee a situation. Even if Tom were to call week 10 and say, I need you, I, I just, I don't see it. It's funny. He kind of, I, I don't know if this is, I think this is a good comparison. Kind of like maybe he could take the lifestyle that Shaq lived after he retired from the NBA. You know, like he's options everywhere, right? Multiple options. He can go. He could be a WWE wrestler if he wanted to at this point. He could be a DJ like Shaq's doing, right? He's yeah, got options. Point. Similar yeah. to Shaq, like larger than life. Everyone yeah. loves him, even though even if he wasn't on your team, you, you kind of feel like, oh, I really like that guy. Mm -hmm. Great personality. I mean, Rob is, is such a great guy. I, I wish – I don't think people know – like how genuine of a dude he is. Um, he did something really cool where he went to Petco or PetSmart and he basically said, whoever's in the store, I'm just going to buy you everything you want. Ended up being one guy. He spent like $1,000 on like nice. animal supplies. Rob is a really good guy and I'm excited to see what's next. That's great to hear, man. It's great to hear. Okay, so why don't we talk about the kind of the big other news this week. Kyler Murray signed a massive contract, over $200 million. I think it's about $160 million guaranteed over five years now. The big news about this contract, a couple of days later, it came out, Jordan, that there is a clause in it where Kyler Murray has to have a four-hour independent study period per week. This is not something I've ever heard of. Is this something that you've ever heard of being oh. integrated into a contract? No? No, I've never heard of it, especially for a quarterback. I mean, obviously, when it comes to K-1, there is there are two ways to look at what they did. One is he hasn't proven the playoffs. He threw the two picks, the pick six. Uh, he's been immature. Fine. The other side is he's one of the most electric players in the league. He's not he's not he's barely 25 years old, 24 years old. Uh, he's a remarkable player. And you don't really have a choice because the alternative, if you're Arizona, was was what? You're going to try to find a cheap quarterback. I mean, you, you drafted the guy number one overall. He was the Heisman Trophy winner. There was always going to come to this. And they had said we we're going to pay him. The question was, was it going to be now or in a year? But to me, it was the right move to take care of him and but in terms of the four hours, I, I, I don't even know what to make of it. I, I asked yeah. a couple around the league, a couple other quarterbacks, uh, like, is this normal? And, and everyone said, like, no, it's really, really weird, to be honest with you. So I don't know what to make of it. Uh, I guess it ensures he'll be in the film room. But to put that in a contract and have that get out is just not – I didn't love that. It came from his agent, too. Yeah, that was, Eric Burkhardt. that was Eric Burkhardt, his agent, which I just thought was really strange, bottom line. Kind of embarrassing a little bit. You know, like, I don't know, very, very, very weird to throw that in there. But I know you kind of you didn't answer this a little bit, but you, you said that you you would have gave him that contract. I completely agree. I think it was about forty six million dollars, forty six point one million dollars a year, which seems like a lot. But they didn't have a choice. What are you going to do? You're going to trade him like you, you can't trade him. He's getting reset every year. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, 
now Allen and Mahomes deals look manageable or like good values. I mean, obviously they're great players, but at the time people thought that was astronomical, astronomically high. Um, next up is going to be Lamar. Then you got Burrow and, 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 uh, um, Oh, my freaking out. Justin Herbert. I mean, there's so many guys that are going to get more and more money. You might see a guy getting $55 million a year. Um, and that guaranteed number is the key. And he gets he becomes the second highest paid quarterback in the league behind Rodgers. Um, you know, I don't know if he's earned that yet, but this is an upside league. And the alternative to not having a quarterback is terrible. And in Arizona's case, they've invested a lot to build around him. They, they bring in Hollywood Brown. They Hopkins. Uh, they bring back James Conner. The defense, in terms of having pass rushers and guys that can really run, Saban Collins, Isaiah Simmons. I mean, this is all built around the idea that you're going to contend for a Super Bowl with Kyler Murray as your as your guy. So you made a great point there. They did. They have invested the build around him. I can make the argument though that long term this team might be in some trouble with players around him. Like Zayvon Collins, you brought up, who I thought had a ton of talent going into last year. He only played 20%, totally played 20% of the snaps last year. Kellen Beach and Will Hernandez is arguably the worst right side of the line in the NFL. And then if you just take a look at some of their draft picks that they've kind of whiffed on, they drafted Trey McBride in the second round this year. They paid Zach Gertz. How much is he going to be able to kind of impact the game? They drafted Josh Jones in the second round, who's now a backup. Andy Isabella in the third round, who's now who's going to be off the team this year. Hakeem Butler in the fourth round is basically retired. I can make the argument that Steve Kime has done a has done a poor job. He's done a poor job. I think he's done a, a mediocre, mediocre job. I I hate I hate going after uh, anyone, but when you're not when you're haven't done a great job, when your job description or a big part of it is to hit on draft picks, especially first, second, and third round picks, you haven't done it. Uh, not not super ideal. Um, but I, I'm I think just to be clear, I Collins and Simmons I think are both going to be stars, like real mm-hmm. stars. Uh, you mentioned Butler, who's basically done. Isabella, I liked coming out of Wake Forest, and they haven't found a home for him. Uh, what wide receiver? Uh, what was the other name you mentioned? Uh, Josh Jones in the second round. Uh, back. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's early on him. But McBride yeah. was a guy that I thought was was a super talent. He was a Colorado yeah. State type, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, he. He's, they love him. I'll, I'll tell you mm-hmm. that. I, I know they really like him. He's athletic. I don't think he's really going to block a whole lot, but he'll be like a big seam guy. And Ertz at 30 years old, I still think has like two or three really good years mm-hmm. left. So the one guy who was probably very excited for that uh, for that Kyler Murray contract was Lamar Jackson. The, oh, the emoji yeah. with the eyeball, with the money in the eyeballs. I'm pretty sure that was Lamar Jackson, his reaction to it. Do you, th- Jordan, do you think he gets something figured out before the start of the season, or is this going to trail on into 2023? <laughs> I think it's 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 so it's it's so hard to predict. Baltimore is an old school. They have that Ozzie Newsome like old school mentality, and and um, the Costas are really good GM, uh, really good evaluator. That was someone that I think they have. I, I with, without question, Lamar Jackson. They they have massive hit. You guys are MVP already. In terms of getting paid right now at 50-50, if, I had, if you had gone to my head, I would say yes, they'll figure it out because, again, the alternative isn't, isn't great. Uh, I know they like Tyler Huntley, the backup out of Utah, who had some nice moments last year. But Lamar is the future of that organization regardless. And they were 0-6 without him. It's funny. They, they, were, they were in playoff contention. Like A lot of people forget this was the most injured team in football. 
last year. And by so Football Outsiders has a metric called adjusted games lost, where they kind of rank who gets hurt, how impacted that player gets hurt to your team. Like if you lose a quarterback, of course it's gonna be more impactful than losing your punter. And the Baltimore Ravens had the highest adjusted games lost of any team since they were keeping that stat since 1991. And now they get Lamar Jackson back, and they and like they they had, I thought they had a great draft. You get, oh my god, they're great what? draft. The, the Linderbaum. I know it's a center and like in the first round, but that guy's going to cr- create a, so much happiness for Lamar Jackson. Best center in the draft. And then the Kyle Hamilton pick, what a steal. I think it was in 14. That guy's a star. I mean, those first two, and then they had some other good ones. Yeah. So I, I think the Baltimore Ravens are built to be successful long-term. So I think you got to figure it out with Lamar Jackson. And it, it's you, you make a great point. Is it funny on your end because he's his own agent? Like there's not a lot coming out of that way? Yeah, that, that impacts the way that – well, it impacts a lot. For one, it impacts the information that gets out for two reasons. One, Baltimore is notoriously tight-lipped with media. Uh, secondly, when you don't have an agent, you don't have any leaks. So mm-hmm. your, your information is, at best, is like third-hand. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm asking around, it's like everyone kind of has the same information. It's like mm-hmm. uh, you, you, you want to believe that something's going to get done or at least that you're going to hear something definitive. It's not going to happen, but you want to have something definitive just haven't been able to get it and him not having an agent, you know, it definitely impacts the way that these negotiations have gone because he's in that building every day. He's also representing himself. I mean, you know, Bobby Wagner's case, he was, when he left Seattle or was released, he, he found out in a very nefarious way. It was terrible how they handled it. I was with him a week after and Hmm. the whole situation I was asking him was, was, was ridiculous, but he didn't have his own agent. And so again, where's the information going to come from in that case you know it wasn't as tight lip but the point is when you when you're representing yourself everything is different so you brought up bobby wagner this is just a perfect transition to my next question odell beckham jr still on the market has been has been kind of quiet on his end i think it just makes sense for him to go back to la he had success there and i brought this up too on a radio hit yesterday i went when you kind of take a look back to the super bowl that offense stalled when odell beckham left the game they, there was a two, two-and-a-half-quarter stretch in the Super Bowl where the LA Rams offense couldn't do much. They obviously they obviously kicked butt on the last drive. Cooper Cup just stole the show, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. But I think Odell Beckham Jr. was a lot more important to that offense than people think. And I think bringing him back may, just makes a ton of sense. What do you think about that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, the first half, he was the MVP. Yeah. second, couldn't move the ball. Uh, he missed the last drive, save for that. And, uh, you know, he's coming back from the uh, – from the it was ACL right so yep, yep. that's not what it was even five or next ten years ago you you can like he he he's gonna play this season and he'll be a factor it's not gonna be the first month but he will be a factor and so I know Sean McVay loves him the whole thing where he crashed the wedding and I know I can tell you this that whole organization you know when they brought in Odell Beckham they were enthralled with his mentality his approach I know that. He had this reputation, if you will, of being a diva. He did not have that at all in L.A. He fit in from a cultural standpoint. Um, he was perfect for them. And uh, Stafford, yeah, that's arguably the most important guy. He loved him. So, mm-hmm. to me, it makes perfect sense to bring him back. You know, I mean, the fact that he hasn't been signed is only because he's, he's coming off the injury. But make no mistake, he, he's going to be a factor this year. I would love to see him back there. And I don't think Van Jefferson, Allen Robinson moved the needle enough for them not to bring him back, right? Like they brought in Odell Beckham Jr. midway through the year because they didn't trust Van Jefferson to be the number three wide receiver. I don't think Sean McVay's mind has changed like that. 
in over a year, if that makes sense. I, I so what I would say is, uh, well, I mean, I've done a podcast with Alan and I broke that story, so I'm biased okay. with Alan. okay, okay, but uh, and they gave him huge money, I think it was mm-hmm. they I did. Want to- 45 or something guaranteed uh whatever the number was it was a big number and uh, multiple year four years i think it was so they're expecting him without question to be like 1b to cuffs 1a mm-hmm. uh jefferson interesting because um when he came out of florida a lot of people liked him and he has had big games big moments um i think it's really i think he's gonna surprise some people i'm i'm actually much more bullish on that whole wide receiver room and, and I put Tyler Higby in there as well. Uh, so I like them a lot, but I don't think it makes it. Di- I, to me, it doesn't, it doesn't mean you shouldn't bring back Odell. Look what mm-hmm. Tampa has done. You can never have too much depth and skill positions. Yeah. So my co-host is a Chicago Bears fan, double dunk podcast. I'm an Eagles guy. He's a Bears guy. It all ties in together. And he, um, he loves Allen Robbins. He's been telling me all summer, like, wait out, watch out. Like he gets too I'm underrated. Yeah. 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 Alan, Alan's just a consummate pro and, it's unfortunate that things went so sour in Chicago, and you know, I blame Ryan Pace for a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. Not to mention just the organization, like totally rudderless. Um, mm-hmm. And I love Justin Fields, but the Andy Dalton situation before was brutal for Allen. I think he's going to have. I I I actually think Allen Robinson is going to be a like another Pro Bowl caliber season. He's mm-hmm. going to catch let's say eighty balls, twelve hundred yards. I'm, I think Allen Robinson is going to have. Here, obviously, I'm biased. He's yeah. my guy. But I wouldn't I, if I didn't believe it. I just wouldn't. I would just say I wouldn't say it. I, I mm-hmm. really believe that he's going to blow up. You can definitely see that happen, man. The teams are going to be more focused on Cooper Cup this year. There's going to be a lot more kind of balls to go around. Okay, before you get out of here, I got a couple more for you. So again, I'm an Eagles guy. We got to talk about the NFC East. It's funny. The Eagles were plus like 290 on betting sites to win the NFC East before the draft. They dropped down to like like around plus 200. Slowly creeping down. It's getting closer to almost even odds between the Eagles and Cowboys. Jordan. Who's winning the NFC East this year? I think Philadelphia. Yeah, I think Philadelphia. I, a lot of that just because I don't trust Mike McCarthy. I, he's going to lose you two or three games. Um, and the NFC East every year is so tight. You know, I mean, first of all, I think Washington will be better, but I think the Giants will take a big step or a, a, a considerable step. I, I believe that having my calf up for Daniel Jones as well as Brian Dable. I, I really believe that. And Saquon's going to. Saquon and Tony are both going to have big years. You can book that, okay? But when it comes to uh, the Eagles, love what they did in the draft, specifically the A.J. Brown move. Nobody saw that coming because they talking about tight lips. That Basically what happened with that was is if there was a leak, it was going to get shut down. So nobody said anything. And then it just bombshell on draft night that they get A.J. Brown, who was, to me, a top-10 wide receiver. So awesome move. And you pair him with Devontae Smith. And I love the dichotomy. A.J. Brown is physical – physical presence who can line up and go over the middle and block and just beat guys up. And then you have Devontae Smith, this like incredible electric dynamic guy. That's an awesome combination. Goddard, I think is going to have a huge year. And obviously, you know, the defense, um, you know, they bring in the Kobe Dean, I thought was one of the three biggest steals of the draft. I can't believe he wasn't a first round pick, let alone a top 15 guy. Um, It's just baffling to me. So I love what they did in the draft. And I think Philadelphia is really primed with Jalen Hurts to have a huge year. You, you made a great point that the NFC East is going to be better as a whole in general because the Dallas Cowboys were 6-0 and against the NFC East last year. And I don't think you're going to be able to beat up on the Giants or beat up on Washington this year. Like, the Giants, I think just inserting Brian Dable over oh. Joe Judge, it's just night and day. That at least got to add you two to three wins. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At least two to three wins there. And look, Carson Wentz, he gets he gets a lot. He gets hate where I'm from or, or the 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 virtual worlds I'm in in Philadelphia area. But uh, look, he's an upgrade from Taylor Heineke. We can't argue that. He's going to be better at quarterback than Taylor Heineke was. I just think Washington and the New York Giants are not going to be laughing stocks. They're going to be tougher to beat. Dallas arguably got worse as a, as a roster and as a, as a team in general. You lost Amari Cooper. You lost Randy Gregory. You didn't really do a good job of fixing those holes. I can see Dallas being 8-9, eight, 9-8, nine, nine eight, maybe and on the outside of the playoffs looking in. Dallas is, is like every year one of the three teams that you, you feel like could go one or two, one of two different directions. You know, I feel like they could win 12 games. They could win seven games. It's so hard for me to predict with them in large part because uh, Mike McCarthy, who I mentioned earlier, I just, I never trust Mike McCarthy teams going back to all those issues he's had in late games with Green Bay. Uh, and then in terms of, you know, keeping Dak upright and healthy, they, the, the offensive line is, is going to be good. I think it'll be better. They drafted uh, the kids, Tyler Smith. Out of, was it Tyler Smith? Tyler out, Smith. Out of, yeah. 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 They liked him a lot, and uh, he's going to be a factor. But in terms of, like, is it going to be Zeke or Pollard? Are they going to commit to Pollard finally? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that going to be 50-50 defensively? Um, you know, do they have help for Trayvon Diggs? I, I, listen, I think Dallas can be a good team. Are they a contender, a legit contender? I don't think so. And I think mm-hmm. Philadelphia, from top to bottom, especially the, let's say, those, you know, premium, the premium positions, um, you know, has an advantage. You know, you, one more thing I'll say is, it's a lot of pressure on CD Lamb, who I love, but it's mm-hmm. a lot of pressure. You know, and is Michael Gallup a legit number two guy? I don't know the answer to that. Tons of question marks in Dallas. All right, Jordan, before we get out of here, one more question. Going to put you on the spot. I know it's end of July, still got tons of time, but you know it's coming. Jordan, who is representing the uh, NFC in the Super Bowl? Who's representing the AFC? And who will be the Super Bowl champion? Okay, so I just want to preface this by saying two things. One, it is July. So, so nothing I say now matters. And then second, last year, because I only I only talk about when I'm right, I did say the Rams over the Bills in the Super Bowl, which was close, you know, yeah. obviously. So uh, with that in mind, I'm going to go um, Chiefs over Packers in okay. the Super Bowl. That's my, that's my pick. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to throw 46 to 50 touchdowns and shut everyone up. You know, no Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill, no problem. And yeah. in terms of Green Bay, I think I mentioned they're completely retooled uh, defensively or at least big-time upgrades across the board. They take care of Jai Alexander, and I think, you know, those receivers, we haven't we didn't mention Lazar either, we're going to be very good for them. I know they lost MBS to Kansas City, but, hey, I got Kansas City in the AFC. So Chiefs and Packers for the big one. I like it. That actually might be mine. So I got Bills and Chiefs. I think those are the two best teams in the AFC. It's a bloodbath in the AFC. But I, yeah. I think those I, two I, are the best. The Ravens are really by the way. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> too far from them because i like i said i think they're gonna be really improved but that's a little yeah. too far yeah no i i i i i picked the ravens last two years i have to get off the ravens train i pick them three years in a row it just it's got to stop but uh yeah and i i think the, we brought up earlier packers and bucks i think i have the clear two best rosters in the nfc i just have to figure out who i'm gonna pick there but uh jordan thanks so much for doing this man really appreciate it before you go why don't you just plug in anything you got working on anything you. you want to take a look at Thanks, man. Yeah, um, I mean, I got my Twitter, Schultz underscore report, Instagram, Jordan Schultz. I am on TikTok now. I, you know, I don't know. Are you on there, man? I am, yeah. I was actually going through your videos last night watching them. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly what I'm doing on that app, but uh, I just got TikTok. on there. So I'm, yeah. I'm trying to, to, you know, get with the younger generation. I'm 36 yeah. now. I'm getting up there. <laughs> Jordan, man, thanks so much for doing this, and we'll stay in touch. We'll talk later. Man, appreciate you, man.